0: Our guest on In Shambles today, 10-year NBA veteran. His number 24 is retired at Old Dominion. Please welcome to the show, Kent Bazemore.
1: Kent, how are we? I'm I'm amazing, man. It's been uh it's been a great year away from the game, man. I uh yeah, it's been it's been awesome. I feel great, rejuvenated, ready to go. Man, I'm excited to have you back on. Um you know the last time you were
0: on an NBA court was the twenty twenty two season with the Lakers and then you signed with the Kings briefly. You know, are you, are you ready to go for next year if a team's ready to sign you? 100%, 100%.
1: Uh, you know, my time away from the game wasn't, wasn't 100% about the game of basketball. You know, I still feel that I'm one of the best basketball players, you know, on the planet right now. Um, I mean, just looking at my story, uh, I've had a lot of time to just, uh, you know, go back down memory lane and, and, and you know, kind of reconnect with where I, from whence I came. And uh, I'm excited just to acknowledge, you know, how I've taken care of my body. Uh, you know the guys that I played with uh, what I've learned from them I'm just ready to you know put it all together I really feel like now is where I enter my prime. Love it man I love it
0: what do you think has changed in this past year going forward in your mentality?
1: Well just the confidence that I have in myself Uh, you know the game kind of changed right underneath me and uh, you know I was kind of out of it for most of it, you know, being undrafted, I went to college for five seasons, a red shirt, an old dominion, uh, I broke my foot going into my senior year, Um undrafted, you know, I made a summer league team, made a training camp team. Summer league good. champ, by the way. Yes, sir. Summer league Made champ. a summer league team back in 2012 and everything after that was a blur, you know, you signed a, you play, you signed a big deal, uh, you bounced around a little bit, you have children, a lot was going on, so I was just kind of uh, distracted a bit, but um, you know, I made some space to reconnect with the game and and put in the time needed to be the best best player I can be.
0: You mentioned it uh, a little bit earlier, but you played alongside some generational talents like LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant. How different was it playing with each of these guys?
1: You know, I, I being away from the game and just kind of seeing it as a, a spectator. You know, obviously I'm a student of the game, but uh, I mean, even before that, I played with you know Damian Lillard. Darren Fox, you know a lot of guys. even before that, way back, you know Carl Andrews, Elton Brand, Al Corbett, Paul Millsap, Al Horford. Um, I mean, just the the the, the amount of uh, character that you know these guys have. And I learned so much, you know, about the game, about life, about approach, um, just from them. And you know, it's it's really hard to like explain it, you know, because. I'm, I'm from a small town in Kelpo, uh, Kelpo, North Carolina, and uh very, 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 very humble person. I, I, I have a, an enormous amount of gratitude. So, for me, it's just like, I mean, dream come true. You know, you out on the floor, you run the floor with, with Russell Westbrook on one side, LeBron on the other, Anthony Davis on the rim. You know, you got Wayne Ellington playing, games with Wayne Ellington, you know, or uh, you setting a, a damn screen, Stephen Curry. You're gonna bounce pass for a dunk from Draymond Green. Like it's like, I mean, what's what, what what's better, right? I, I'm sure coming
0: from a small town too, and then making it to that level at the capacity that you did is just insane. Insane yeah. to just think about. Oh, real, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you you and Steph have a special relationship, um, and that's been very apparent throughout both your times in the league. Uh, there's a story that when Steph. Had a shoe contract expiring, uh, Under Armour signed you, and they sent you like an egregious amount of gear to give to your teammates, help with Steph, um, and they credit you for a major reason that he signed with Under Armour. And now Curry Brands um, is, is that story one hundred percent true? Is there anything I'm missing from it?
1: So well, all right, so it started um, my agent at the time. So I was wearing Nikes in the beginning. I was you know, I wore Kobe's brought all the college. That to my senior year and I broke my foot. I played in uh the Zoom Soldier 3 by LeBron. Just a wider platform shoe that yeah, would help yeah. with you know, clunky with kind of, shit. Yeah, exactly. would help with my uh recovery. But right after that, I was right back in the Kobe's. And um, you know, you first come into the league, you, you know, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to find something. I was an undrafted guy, non-guaranteed deal. And uh Chris Stone, still a good friend of mine to this day, sends 19 boxes to my little two-bedroom apartment. I have I have an air mattress. I have a laptop with a 25-foot Ethernet cord. I don't know why i was so wrong. And then 19 boxes of gear. So for about two months, dude, it was just opening boxes, ripping plastic. I didn't wash clothes for like two months. Like, so, so much gear. And I, I think, I, I honestly think, you know, knowing Steph now, I think what gravitated him towards Under Armour was the fact that, you know, they took a guy like me I mean, it didn't matter you know what my status was. You know, they, they just took care of me. I think honestly I think that's what kind of helped them gravitate towards um, you know coming over. Obviously I- Shoes weren't as great as they are now, but you know, you know, it was a start. You know, it's it's a it's a story I don't really get to tell often, but I I, I really do enjoy that part of my journey. Man, it's an it's an incredible
0: story and not often talked about, like you said, but it, it's a really big part of your journey and Steph's journey as well, which awesome, love it. Um, what was the moment you realized Steph was like special?
1: I mean, man, I mean, I, you know, I'm a, I went to a mid major school. And, you know, obviously he did too. So, I mean, he, when they made that run in the, in the NCAA tournament, you know, it was impressive. You know, He's knocking out all the big-name teams. Like, and as a mid-major, we didn't care what was on the front of your jersey. We didn't care what was on the back of your jersey either. Like, you know, we just always have a chip. I mean, look at Damian Lillard. Like, you know, the mid-major guys, we just cut different. You know, his fearlessness is kind of what um, – I think, set him apart, you know, even, you know, shooting the 40-footers uh, in, in games, like, down the stretch or, you know, the crazy finals against uh, Cleveland. when I mean, he was, you know, drew, 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 or Kevin Love and just turn around to fling it. Like, I mean, that's just it's, – it's special. Like, you don't really see it, especially with everything, you know, with all the stress that, you know, people and, and, and coaches and, and players put on every single shot you know, to have that – Ability to shoot, you know, unconsciously for years and years and years. I mean, it's not like he's had—he had yeah, like 400 three's in one season. That's—it's insane. So, um, I think it's the fearlessness that kind of just sets him apart. Like, I mean, he doesn't—he doesn't blink an eye. You know, it's not a shot that he doesn't think he can't make.
0: I read something about him being able to slow down his heart rate. I, I don't know the truth about that, but. <laughs> that's just an insane story. It's like during clutch free throws, he like slows down his heart rate. I'm like, I don't even know how that's humanly possible, but I wouldn't put it past him.
1: I mean, dude's in shape, man. I mean, he's one of the, most, he one of the best conditioned athletes I think, in all the sports. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he, he, he he's a, a gravitational force on the floor, like on the ball or off the ball. I mean, he gets off the ball and you have to watch where he is. But, you know, what makes it tough as a defender you know, if you're, off the, if you're guarding somebody else and not guarding him, like, you got to kind of keep an eye on where he is and it just opened up lanes for a lot of other guys. I think, yeah. you know, playing for Golden State, once you understand, you know, how to use him, you know, that's when everything kind of opens up for you. I got – you know, I, I was there for a year, uh, the COVID year, where he wanted to score a title, and he was just, you know, trying to find a little ways, you know, set a screen, slip out, or you know, set a back screen for him. Or, hey, do something, you know, just – find a way, you know, that's our best chance to win, right? So man. try to get that man the ball.
0: I recently got put on the Edge Boost, and it's completely transforming my betting game. Let me tell you, this is the world's first bet now, pay later program that, unlike credit cards, has zero interest. How does it work? Let's say you're feeling great about this weekend's game, but you wish you had an extra $100 to bet. Simply set up your Edge account now whenever you want to double down on a bet, deposit into the virtual card, and Edge will match your deposit simple head over to the link in the description double down and double your winnings with edge boost you know you've always been a huge glue guy for each team you've been on how important is it how well let me rephrase this how important is it for a team to have a strong culture
1: in, in a league where every player is just as talented as the next guy i think it's, it's everything i think uh i think phil jackson is the man that kind of started that. I mean, I, obviously, that's kind of when I started watching the game, which, you know, kind of at the end of those uh, Michael Jordan years and all of, obviously all the Kobe. But um, just, you know, his, his – uh, how he described his team as, like, being a tribe and, you know, how he kept them connected spiritually, how he – you know, they, they, would, they would do things, like, together. Like, I think that's so important. Because if a team is like this, you know it's hard to let all the outside noise come in, and that's where you know I think me coming back this season, you know um that's what that's gonna be my focus as a team like i I feel like I'm the ultimate grounder uh that glue guy, like I'm gonna hold it together like you know we're not gonna worry about all the outside noise it's, that's what they want I mean, they wanna create you know narratives and things, but we gotta stay together, and you know it's funny. Played in the uh, Folsom Lifetime Fitness League uh, right across the street. I've been seeing that a- on the, on your Instagram. Yeah, we won a championship last night. And uh, Come on, bring the ring! Hey, hey, that's what I'm saying. Hey, man, look, I took a year off and still got a championship. <laughs> uh, but, like, you know, it got it got tough for us down the stretch. And, you know, there were, like, two or three huddles where we just bought it in, like, during dead balls. And, you know, together on three, once we like, played together. And that those little things go such a long way because what happens when teams make runs is that you just, you just do this a little bit, you know, you just come apart a little bit, but that little huddle brings you closer and closer, closer and closer. We withstood it and when the buzzer went off, we were just so elated because, you know, we we held it. Just like championship teams do, like you got to hold it together. It's not going to be perfect, but can you stay together? Can you, you know, Leave your stuff outside. Like when you walk into your job, when you walk into the gym, the arena for practice or a game, you know, however you feel about yourself personally, stay. You you looking at your next your next guy, like we're gonna win. Everybody wins. You know, when you win, everybody eats. That's just as simple as that.
0: I, I still can't get past that they let you play in a lifetime fitness. So you, I feel like that's
1: not fair. Well, you know what well, no, it was you know it was funny. It was funny. It was it was a little bit of uh ruckus in the beginning but then I signed up you know I, I did I played my dues and you know I was there and it's not like I was you know dominating every yeah, game yeah, like, I'm just yeah. not that kind of player anyway I have I two other players on my team that could absolutely go and you know I was just out so out there more so to I was working on other things like my leadership skills and and passing and keeping guys together and you know elevate guys.
0: the intangibles like,
1: yeah, it's a different game for me now, man. I mean, ten years, I played ten years in the NBA, and I had to learn. I had to walk through all those steps. I had to walk every step. The, you know, not being able to sleep come Christmas because your your guaranteed contract date is January tenth. You know, non guaranteed deals. Like I, I went through all of that. I went through the, you know, until Fred Van Fleet, I was the highest paid undrafted player in NBA history. Right, like I've seen the valleys. I've seen the peaks. So for me now, it's it's a, it's a totally different game. Like I mean, Kobe talked about the emotion of the game, like the emotion of the other opponent. You know what I mean? Like there's so many like intricacies of the game that that's, that's been uh outcasted now because of all the other distractions. Like people just care about what's on the stat sheet. You know, they looking at a piece of paper versus like the spiritual warfare that goes on. That's why Bird and Magic seem so big because they're playing. A totally different game, you know. Or Jordan walking into the locker room of another team, saying, "Who guard me tonight?" You about to like you know what I mean? Like that's that's a different type of that's a different game for them guys. So that's kind of what I've tapped into, and I'm just looking forward to you know being back on that stage and like letting it all show.
0: You know, talking about Kobe, you played with him for a little bit when you were with the Lakers. Everybody seems to have a Kobe story. Do you have one?
1: I do. I do. Right. Actually,
0: come on, tell
1: me. Let's hear it. So it's funny, uh I'm honestly with Golden State. Uh, I was with Golden State my rookie season. This is my second year. Um they're trying to make another deep playoff push and they traded myself and Marshawn Brooks for Steve Blake. So it was like a Thursday. Thursday they I got traded. I was in we we're actually in Sacramento, I was with Golden State. We finished we finished um we finished uh Chapel and I come out here's Mark Jackson and Bob Myers. And they pulled me to the side. And I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. What's going on? Hey man, we're gonna trade you to LA. You know, they Kobe fractured his kneecap that year. So, you know, you're gonna get a ton of playing time, you get a ton of minutes. This is your chance to kind of further your career. And so I wake up Friday morning, I fly down, I do my physical. We got Boston. It's Lakers Lakers Celtics on ESPN Friday night. I mean, we probably won 30 games combined at that point. It was like 25 games left in the season. And we win. Everybody's excited to sell in the locker room. It's my first game in the locker room. Everybody in there, and I got my head down doing something. All of a sudden it gets quiet. Kobe comes kind of walking in with just a towel one. He walks in, he's like, Y'all motherfuckers still suck. And just walks and just keeps walking. And that's my first encounter with him. I'm like, oh. But, like, that's, I mean, that's who we, like, I, I feel like, you know, I didn't get, they didn't, I didn't get to run it back with him that next season, but, like, I feel like that's the kind of, like, sharpening that he would have gave you. Like, no matter what you do, it ain't going to be, he was pushing you in that way. Like, are you going to retaliate? Like, it's a clip of him and Sasu Fujitsu. Like, he elbowing Sasa Fujitsu and, like, kind of winking. Like, that's the type, that's the type of, like, leadership and, and, and sharpening that I would love. I love that. I ain't gonna back down from that. Like, I love that. But uh, I mean, I, I miss him dearly. Like, I've been studying him a ton uh, just over this book, nine, ten month hiatus I've had. Just getting diving deeper into his brain. He gave me one book recommendation when I was playing with him: uh, the Zen and the Art of Archery. And that book to this day is still the gift that keeps on giving. Because once he gave me that book recommendation, it kind of told me all I need to know. It's about his train of thought and his approach. Um, so, I mean, that's that's probably one guy if like, you were around the day that I would be on the phone with constantly, just like picking his brain. Um, you because know, I, I feel my relationship with him. I was three thousand miles away. And, you know, when I was watching him, but like, I just felt I could feel his, his passion. Like I could feel his, his his energy, his his like determination, and that's what kind of Help me with my identity.
0: Damn, y'all motherfuckers still suck. Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's like textbook Kobe yeah, story. I love yeah, I'm it. Telling
1: you, bro, it was spot on, man, spot
0: on. You know, some of your best basketball days were with the Hawks. You guys met LeBron in the playoffs in 2015, conference finals, in the semifinals in 2016. His record against you guys was eight and zero. How 8-0. how tough was it to play against LeBron in the playoffs? Shit,
1: six nine two sixty. And I was guarding him. You know, I'm was. I'm one ninety, 190, soaking wet, you know. I mean, he's just a force. Like, he put his head down. I mean, he's, I mean even the finals that he, that he had in 16, I think he was like 45, 12, like 10. I mean, bro, that's that's OD. That's OD. I don't know what you expect to do with that. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, we we won 60 games the first year of 2015, and we beat them, I think two or three times that season. You um, know, but the playoffs is different. I remember one game we went to Cleveland they made 27 threes. And it's just like, it's raining in there. And I, they got a clip of me sitting on a bench. Like I had a towel around my neck and I just had my head down, like, just like meditating. It was, it was so loud. And I was just soaking that up. Um, but I still felt like we were the better team. You know, I, I still felt like we were the better team. We were like first or second in the league and assists And, you know, they were just—I mean, Jr. Smith, Jr. Smith was going bananas. His contested threes. Yeah, I mean, I was like, he—I mean, he's shooting. I—I I, I had matched up with him for a little bit. And he's just shooting right on top of my forehead. Like, he's following through, hitting me right in the forehead. Beep. I mean, that, I mean, and and that's—I think you know—and that was a a a, a very a veteran team. Like, I mean, Kevin Love. Like, I mean, I mean, they had so many so many weapons. Like, how you want it. Um. But amazing times like amazing experience and that's the kind of stage that I love. Like I feel like the regular season now is just, you know, I don't know. It don't it's just, I don't know, it doesn't hold the same weight, you know, like and then when the playoffs come, everybody like, oh I love the playoffs just because like the game slows down and every possession matters. You got guys in the regular season come across half court, eighteen on the shot clock shooting thirty footers, like that's gonna cost you in the, that's gonna cost you in the playoffs. I mean, like, you got to slow down and, like, really understand that his possession matters, offensively and defensively. That's when it's possession. Offensively, when the possession doesn't mean you make every shot. It's like, are we getting good shots? Are we controlling the tempo? Like that's that's the game. It's, it's a different game for me now, man. I'm, I'm getting fired up, bro.
0: That brings me to my next question. So, Damian Lillard went on JJ Reddick's podcast this year. And he said, "I don't enjoy what the NBA is becoming as a whole." And you replied with a tweet saying, "You know, said that. What, like, what is it specifically about today's NBA that just makes you miss how it used to be?"
1: I feel like there's a lot of individuality now in a team sport. Like, you know, each guy has their own brand, and then it's cool. It's not a knock on that. I mean, I, I got my own logo too. Like, you know, it's 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 cool. It's fun, especially for you know the people that that follow you from back in the day. Like, it's, it's good for them to kind of represent, you know, you. Uh, but I think it's, like, it's gone just a little bit too far. Like, you know, guys, are, there are some guys in the league that forget how to, like, impact a game or what impact actually means. Like, it's not getting your numbers every night. You know, it's keeping other teams off balance. Like, you look at Kobe, I mean, I got to say, I have watch. Like, like they come out, they, they feel it out. Yeah, they may not be feeling their best and they need something to like get them going, but they get their other team involved. You know, it's about winning games. It's not about you know accolades, it's not about individual accolades. You win games, all that stuff comes. All that stuff comes, I promise you. Um but I mean then outside of that, it's just there, there are a lot of bets. You know, when I came my rookie year, Golden to state, we had have... Jared Jack, Richard Jefferson, Carl Land. I just beat Andrew Bogut, David Lee. Um, And then after that, it was Harrison Barnes, Draymond Green, uh, Steph, Clay, myself. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of vets, and that just kind of keeps everything in perspective. You know, because even off the floor, they teach us how to move. They take care of us when we out in other cities. So we ain't, you know, making careless mistakes. You know what I mean? It was just such a... It was just such a an edge that came with. Hey Brooke, you better be in practice early tomorrow. Like, you know what I mean? Like that stuff. You know, now everybody gets to I come in at the same time. Like everything. Like there's 19, no, 19, you know, 17. yeah, 19. yeah. It's yeah. like it's not. It's not like I don't know. It's it's ah. but I mean, it's good that guys are actually talking about it now. Like right. the middle child, like Dane. We came in the same league, same year. We're actually. Uh, Last mix transition program, nice. and like we're the middle, we're the middle children. We got the young guys behind us, and then we had we had the older vets. Like he had Marcus Dawkins, Nicola Abateen, like he had all those guys up there in Portland. Um, so we're just trying to get some of that like that groundedness back in the game. You know? Yeah, really take our game back.
0: And you think about it, like the magic, their average age is like. 22, 23 or something. <laughs> like, these are kids. They just
1: like legally started to be able to drink. Like, yeah, these guys I mean, yeah in the locker room. Like. And, and yeah, you got these young kids that have the keys to a franchise. Like, they don't understand what it what it means to like yeah. be the face of a franchise. I mean, I am lucky enough, I am blessed enough to have a friend that's that's, that's doing it with a really good friend that's doing it. Like, being able to pick his brain, or you know, you are not only representing yourself, you represent an entire organization. You know, how you get back to the community. All these things reflected, you know, not only who you are, but who you represent. You know, like I, I really feel like that's like not even a thing anymore. You know, it's just like, oh, this guy's he has this kind of potential. Let's go ahead and throw him in the fire. Or, you know, Steph had me, Steph had Jared Jack. Jared Jack was instrumental in Steph's growth when I was there. It just helping him stay under control. I think have, like giving giving these young guys a player like that, somebody that can still play, but like still mentor them, I think would just help the longevity of these franchises. Because you get you take a top you take a top pick, you know you lose three years in a row, four years in a row, just to get the number one pick, but he doesn't pan out, and you, know, you can be in a hole for ten years. You know that's how that's how big these drafts are. I mean, it's, look at Golden State; they drafted well, and they've been doing well. But they they, they they kept that locker room. You know, I mean, this this past season was a little, little long, but they kept that locker room somewhere. Veteran-based. Keep everything moving right the right. You still got that culture. Yes, sir. Culture. Yes, sir. Culture. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just Come us. On. They were saying that back in 2012, man.
0: <laughs> I want to talk about uh, Damian Lillard. You guys played uh, the Blazers together, and you were in the Rookie Transition Program. Classmates, shout out to that. Yeah. Um, Do you think the Blazers are kind of failing him? Because I feel like he's given everything to that organization; they're just not giving him the help.
1: Well, I I mean, it just depends on which way you look at it. Like you know, some people's some people's timing is just different. You know, I really feel like I mean, I really feel like Dame is like really stepping into who he who he is. Like I really think you know, being a father, I really think he prioritizes that. And if if any, I I look at the world. of, Behavior. Like any man that's 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 that has his family for like that's that's in it like that and showing up like that has his priorities in check and all the everything else will start to happen. His success, I mean, he's had success in his own right, but his team success is right around the corner too. Like it, it, this is this is gonna be his 12th season coming up. Like I mean, guys don't start winning until they're like 30 years old in the league. Like it just takes time. To understand that, and Portland has been a franchise for a while that's just, you know, been showing up, been showing up. You know, they, they have a rabid fan base. I love the little short stint I had there. I wish it was a little longer. Um, you know, they hit the panic button a little too soon on me, I think. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, it's a it's a process to winning, man. Like you got to go through these years where you know you get close, and then you bring in a guy like you know Shady Sharp. You got Anthony Anthony Simons. They have. To me. I mean, see, they make some moves. Now I'm really watching the trade stuff, all you know that stuff. But his his time's coming. I think he can feel that too, which is why he's you know, putting in even more work.
0: I feel like Dame gets so much shit for no reason, just because he like he's loyal, and and people yeah. want to give him so much shit for that, because they're like, why do you want to stay on that team when that team? has given him everything and he's given everything to that team. So I think a lot of the stuff that he gets is unfair from the
1: media. I, I know, mean, because he's like he he going going to stay the course. Like yeah. that's the man that's going to stay the course. Like he not And gonna, we get like,
0: mad when like KD and some of these other guys are jumping bounce shit. around. Yeah, no. Nah, when when someone he, wants to foot. stay, we're like what the hell?
1: Yep. he real he's real he's real like that. I mean, definitely a great experience for me him and CJ, CJ McCollum. That was just a uh, I mean, cuz we, you know, I wanted, I wanted to play with them for a very long time. Like, I saw us three, like, mid-major guys, you know, us, us being in the backcourt um, together. But, uh, I mean, it was such a blessing just to share those couple months with them, uh, you know, still good friends today. this day. It's
0: gonna, you're going to feel sick when I tell you this, but in 2022, you left the Warriors for the Lakers to have a larger role and an opportunity to win an NBA title. I'm sorry I'm doing this to you. Uh, <laughs> By game 15, you were out of the rotation, and the Lakers didn't make the playoffs, and the Warriors won the title that year. You tweeted, congrats to my homies, but I'm sick. Tell me about that feeling, man.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry Uh, for having to do this No, no, this is good. I mean, I'm just trying to see how much of this I really want to, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I, I, I would say this, and this is speaking totally in hindsight. Like it sucked bad going through that shit. I'm not gonna lie. I I like I'll never do it again. But I will say I would not be where I am today with the mindset that I have had it not been going through that. Like I had to go through that. I had to like really learn who I am again. Like like I said, like five years of college, undrafted. This is my, that was my 10th season. Uh, and, you know, I, it, it was a lot. It was a lot, you know, like, I felt like I left Kobe down. Like, it was a lot, you know, I mean, and for me, going there wasn't about any player that was on that team. It was, it was, you know, Kobe was my favorite player. And the Los Angeles Lakers called me and said, hey, we got an open spot at the two for the championship caliber team. Like, tell, tell me. Find somebody that's going to turn that down, right? Like, I mean, in the lineup, Russ, Ron, AD. Like, what? 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 You tell me you tell me somebody that's going to turn that down. I mean, we, like, you know, and, and it was a good year. Like, it was a really good year because I, I've been competing against those guys my entire career. You know, just to get to share the court with them. Obviously, things didn't work out, and they don't always work out. But, you know, I learned a lot think the most the, the thing I take away from that season is that you know I stuck to my routine you know so I still I still have my dignity of who I am as a worker as a basketball player like I, I learned I grew I've grown so much from that situation so I mean and the, and the quote that was out the larger role stuff like that didn't come out of my mouth you know that that wasn't that wasn't the reason why I made that decision uh in the first place so um that's that but, uh, I mean, it, it was, you know, I, I, I get, I get, I'm the type of person that I can, I take joy from other people's success, other people that I'm close to, me. and those guys I've been close to, you know, so when they won, I mean, I was, I feel good too, I watched it, I watched confetti for all of my guys, like, I was sick though, like, I definitely, I definitely, I was, I was just there, you know, I was, I was just there, and, um. You know things didn't work out. Some changes were made in my life um, through that. So, uh, like I said, if I didn't go through that, then I wouldn't be here today, like feeling the way that I feel.
0: Yeah, and it, it all works out in the end. You got yeah. the lifetime ring. Is everything's good? Yeah, hey, exactly, bro. You know yeah, we still got, got the hardware. Still,
1: still a champion, baby. We still
0: got the hardware. let's go. Funny story. Uh, so I'm gonna say it a little later, but. Obviously, have been a huge fan of yours for a while. And the 2015 season with the Hawks, you guys were the first seed. Um, killing it. You had four All-Stars. Yep. And I wanted to get your jersey, but I didn't have that much money. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go look in China. So I'm on DHK <laughs> trying to get like a Chinese Kent Bazemore jersey. And they didn't have you, but they had a Kyle Culver. So I'm like, ah, fuck it. All right, Kyle Culver. Yep. <laughs> and I finally, I finally got rid of that jersey this past year. I sold it to... Like, Buffalo Exchange, and they gave me, like, 15 bucks for it. I was like, all right, sure. Oh, all right. Uh, sure. So it's all right. That's you know, yep. how life so, works. How life works. It's all good. <laughs> I got to hear a little bit about your golf game, man, because it looks like you have a great time. You're good. You're yes, a good sir. Player. You're a good player. Uh, I see your stores, and I go to, like, a used golf store, get some, like, $8 irons. I'm like, all right, I'm going <laughs> to go, go be Kent. And then I shoot, like, 140. And I, don't know
1: <laughs> I mean, the game of golf, man, is – um. It's a game of like organization, and it's going yeah. to give you a great synopsis of where you are in life, like how you react to your shots, how well can you stay focused throughout a round, like understand the process of getting better. Like the first time I played with that TPC on a park down the street, uh, my mentor, Corey, takes me out, I shoot 140, 147. That That's
0: my. Oh, like, that's my get, time to score. I, gotta I put it up Wilt numbers, that. bro. I put up Wilt numbers when
1: I go. That's what I'm saying. I was like, I got to be good at this, and then I, you know, it's just a part. It's a, it's a great balance to the game of basketball for me, because uh, on the floor, obviously, I'm, I'm high energy, uh, super passionate. Which and golf has helped me hone that. You know, you see the guys on tour make a a birdie putt, you know, 25 foot birdie putt. You know, they just kind of tip the cap. You know, you got to keep it. You got to keep it. You know, Melo, try to keep that heart rate around 120, 122, just to stay solid, you know what I mean? And uh, it's just helped me on the floor. It's helped me, you know, not overreact to, to the foul calls or even, you know, correcting my teammates. Hey, man, don't worry about it. Keep, keep playing. Let's stay together. Keep, keep going. and um, golf, is just that. You know, you you hit a great tee shot, you hit a second shot. You know, you you miss your birdie button, tap it in part. keep it moving, you know, make a bogey. I started my last round well, two rounds ago, shot 79. I went 43 on the front. 43 on the front, I started bogey, double bogey. Spring, I had one one birdie on the front, and in the back nine, just for me keeping it together, I'm 300 through five. Playing out of my mind. And then I go double bogey, par, bogey to finish the round. So, you know, it's, it's, it's for me, I see room for Man. I'm like, all right, I'm getting closer. I understand the process. Like it'd have been nice to shoot a twenty nine on that side. Like, oh go keep going, birdie, birdie, birdie. But like, is that the reality? You know, don't set yourself up for of failure. You know, manage your expectations and in the game you'll it'll grow right underneath. You. I got one career birdie. So There you go. <laughs> kind of I'll a Tiger a Woods one. in the making. Tiger Woods. You'll in probably get a whole one before me. I don't know,
0: man. We gotta we gotta play together at some point. At some point in this lifetime, it's gonna happen. I'm taking let's you. I'm taking you to any course you want.
1: Any course
0: you name right. my, my last question for you: Top five shooters of all time, because you played with some really great shooters.
1: Dang. top five shooters. I'm a, and look. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm a preface this by saying these top five shooters are the guys that I play with that that were my teammates of mine.
0: Top five shooters that Kent Bazemore has played with. There we, there go. we
1: go. I'm gonna go with Steph, Clay, Cal Korver, Wayne Ellington, and Marco Bellinelli. No Dame? Well, yeah. I mean, when you ask for five, like <laughs> yeah, this is your this is your five. I'm just it's it's it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, definitely. Yeah. Dame. Yeah, yeah he's, I mean,
0: he's sick. He's up there. He's up there. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, he's definitely... I just wanted to throw somebody in there with, that people wouldn't expect. I like that. I like yeah. that. Bellinelli
0: does not get the respect he deserves, no, man. He was, that, he was Belli, cold.
1: Bellinelli can shoot, bro. He can, he can let it go. Yeah. Um, remember that yeah. highlight?
0: He, he threw it off someone's back and then shot the three. It didn't count,
1: but it was sick. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, you got to have fun because this is the best league in the world, bro. Like, the best league. Like... I mean, I'm sure I miss way more people than that. You know, you know what I mean? Like I've and I've had so many teammates. I've had so many teammates, dude. I've been on so many teams in my life. That's just outside the NBA. You know, the my, my long, I got two long tenures on two teams. That's my college team for five years, and that's the Atlanta Hawks for five seasons. Everything else has been big, me me Guys in and out, like it's 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 crazy. But um Yeah, man, that's
0: that's the top five. You know, the last thing I really want to say is, you know, if you ask kids these days who their favorite player growing up was, you're going to tell you Kobe, Michael Jordan, LeBron. You're fully not going to believe me, but I genuinely say you. Um, Because I really started to get into the NBA around 2014. Um, That's when your tenure with the Warriors is going to the Hawks. Um, And that's when I really started to get into it. I bought 2K that year. And my friend and I would always do Hawks Cavs, and you you had you had the nicest dunk package, bro. And so yep. I would just start you. I would put Damari Carroll on the bench, no offense. And <laughs> I would just yam with you the entire time. I dropped like fifty four with you. It was like yes, triple sir. overtime. I lost in you know Hawks Cavs fashion, um, of course. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. dog. And so I started to watch more Hawks games. And then the post game interviews, you were doing the Bay's gaze. Hi, Dennis and Al Horford, you know, <laughs> your your energy and character, like, made me love the game. So I, yeah, bro, I genuinely bro. thank you for that. That's thank the you.
1: best compliments for me, bro. Like, I, you know, that's what it's about, dude. Like, just growing the game through the character, man. Like, we are humans. We are yeah. human beings. Like, we wake up, we have issues, we have all these things just like everyone else, you know. But we made the game of basketball our safe space. You know we've we've gotten to the point. You know I struggled with this the past three years, but then you get to the point to where once you step inside those lines, nothing else matters. If it's not serving you, it doesn't matter. It's not with you. So I, I appreciate that, man. I mean that that, that warms my heart and because that's why I love bringing it to the game. I love bringing that energy and passion and joy. You know, like that's what it's about. That's what it's about, bro. That's
0: what I try. I try to have fun with it. Watch do you have fun with it? Your old career, man. I, that's what I want to do. And yes, sir. People are gonna think I'm bullshitting, but I'm not. You can ask anyone it's that dope. I grew up with. It's the base get got one. One base <laughs> gate is to send us off. Come on, just one.
1: Yes, sir. What?
0: <laughs> Kent, thank you so much for coming on in Shambles. It was a pleasure having you on, and you know, start picking your brain hearing some stories. Anything you want to plug before we uh, send us off?
1: Nah, man, stay tuned. I'm, I'm coming back, and thank you guys go. for watching in Shambles. Kent Baysmore, always a pleasure, and we'll see you for the next episode.